Welcome to another exciting week here on Brit David Podcast. As Pastor Tim brings us a message today, his story, my story, your story, from James chapter 1, verses 21 through 25. The Bible is God's greatest treasure that we have on this earth. It is the Word of God, the complete revelation of Himself, of us, of our need, and of His solution. There, we learn His purpose for us and His purpose for His entire creation. So, why do we treat the Bible with such contemptible familiarity? James encourages us to do more than that and to see our lives transformed. Here's Pastor Tim. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you so much for being here today. You know, a while ago, um, Sean began by quoting for us part of the Lord's Prayer. Anybody watch Jeopardy? You know what I'm talking about? Can you fill in the blank? Our Father which art in heaven, blank be your name. What goes in the blank? Look at there. Smarter than the people on Jeopardy. That means you can find the book of James, I bet. What a segue. Find the book of James, if you will. James chapter number one. We're trying to get caught up a little bit on our Sunday night series. I know that as you're reading through your Bible, we're trying to read through our Bible this year all the way through and reading it in alphabetical order by book. And so you are ahead of me if you're on schedule. And so I'm going to try to catch up with you a little bit by doing some of these mornings and nights. When we come to the book of James, we come to, for me, a very personal passage today. You probably already, if you've been around long enough, you already know where we're headed with this message. You probably already know exactly what verse it is that we're going to focus on today. But in James chapter number 1, which is often called the Proverbs of the New Testament, there's so many practical applications to the book of James. So many things that you and I are to do and not to do. So many things that the Bible uses to give us Wisdom, you know, wisdom is not simply the accumulation of experiences. Wisdom is not automatic with age. Wisdom is a gift from God. The Bible says that wisdom comes down from God, and if anybody lacks wisdom, they can ask God for it, and God will give it to them liberally and without reproach. But the Bible gives us this warning. It says, when you ask for wisdom... Don't ask with doubting. He says, a person who doubts is like a ship that's on the sea, driven and tossed by the wind on every wave that comes about. You'll find your life feeling more like a roller coaster than it does a victory march. When we come to the book of James, we find things that help us in that journey in our Christian life. We're going to look today in verses, I'm probably going to back it up, I know in your uh, in your in your notes at one point I put just verse 22 to start, but I think I'm going to start in verse 21 and take us all the way down through verse number 25. But as we look at the passage today, I want to, I want to deal with the illustration before we get to the application. The illustration is so easy for us to understand, and I think that's one of the reasons why James uses it. You know, there are some folks who will say, you know, I just don't read my Bible because it's just too hard to understand. I understand that there are some places that are difficult 
to interpret. There are some places that are hard to identify what he means. There are some that are hard to understand. Somebody said, it's not the parts that I don't understand that give me trouble. It's the parts that I do understand (laughs) that give me trouble. And this is one of those. This is one of those passages where as soon as you read it, you know exactly what James is talking about. So if we begin with the illustration, then we're going to skip down. We're going to begin today in verse number 23. Are you there? James chapter number 1 and verse number 23. The Bible says this, For if anyone... All right, that's a good place to stop. Because that means you, right? You're an anyone. Anyone. Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter where you are, it doesn't matter what you look like, it doesn't matter what language you speak, it doesn't matter even in this case where you are yet in your relationship with God. If anyone, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. I want to give you these notes as breakdown today. I want you to see, first of all, that the Bible demands more than a casual glance. The Bible demands more from you than a casual glance. That's what he's describing. A man who gets up in the morning... He's got bed hair just like everybody else has, if he's got any hair at all. He's got bed hair. He's got fanky teeth. He's got, uh, he's, got, he's got scruff on his face from the night before. And he goes to the mirror. He ought to brush his teeth. He ought to shave his face. He ought to comb his hair. Right? But what he's describing here is a man who goes and gets up and looks in the mirror and walks away. Doesn't do anything about his hair, doesn't do anything about his face, doesn't do anything about his teeth, or even the sleepy, you know, that's in his eye. Doesn't do anything about any of those. It's just there. Now maybe he sees it, because it does say that he observes himself in a mirror. Maybe there's more to that word than simply a a, a quick look and a look away. He looks and he sees and he notices. But he's a hearer. And he's not a doer. He sees that there is a problem. And he doesn't do anything to correct it. The Bible says that it contains everything that you need for life and for godliness. Everything that you need in your life, the answer is found in the pages of this Bible. Sometimes it's found there by command. Sometimes it's found there by principle. Sometimes it's found there by example. But you can find in the Word of God everything that you deal with. And you've got a Bible. Unlike believers from generations gone by, you have a Bible that you can read. You have a Bible that is your very own. You have a Bible that you can take anywhere and read any time that you want to. That's not always been the case, has it? There was a time before that printing press, it was hard to come by a Bible. You didn't have one that was your very own. You might not even have it in a language that you could understand. 
but you do today. You know, on our honeymoon, when Dana and I went to Boston, one of the places that we visited was the Plymouth Plantation. It's an interesting uh, place where, where, where everybody's in character in that particular time period and you've got all of the buildings that are there, everything. So you go in the house and you get to look around at what, what's inside of this house. In every house that we entered into, immediately as soon as you came in the door was a box. A box about this size. So the characters are in there. You can interact with them. You can ask them anything that you want to. So I asked, what is that box for? You know, is that the mailbox? (laughs) It's not the mailbox. What is that box for? And they said, that's where we keep our Bible. Our Bible is such a special thing to them at that point that they kept it in a safe and secure place. Anybody have trouble finding their Bible this morning? That's a Sunday morning problem, isn't it? When you can't find your Bible. I want to tell you something, it's not a Sunday morning problem. That's a Monday through Saturday problem. Because you don't know where it is on Sunday morning. You know what I mean? You've got a Bible. Do you read that Bible? Do you? Do you take time to read through Maybe you're trying to follow along the challenge that we're following along with and you're reading your Bible every single day and you're reading something like four chapters, maybe five chapters each day. And you've got a list that you were given to back in January. And every day you get to go and you get to check off that box that you read that section. We'll tell you something, that's good. But for some it's like looking in a mirror, observing yourself. And immediately walking away and forgetting what kind of person that you are. You see, when you read your Bible, your Bible is reading you. It's telling you not only about God and who He is and what His ways are and what His purposes are. It also reveals to you who you are. It reveals to you where you are in your relationship with God. And I want to tell you something, as you read through your Bible and you begin to discover that, the Spirit of God reveals that to you. There is something to be done. There's something to be done. When I was a teenager, one of our our teachers along the way gave us this as an example and said, when you read your Bible, no matter where you read, ask yourself a series of questions. As I read this passage, is there a sin that needs to be confessed? Is there? Sometimes you'll read a passage and you'll say, the Spirit of God says, that's that's me. God, I need to confess that as sin and be right with you. Is there a sin that needs to be confessed? Is there an action that needs to be taken? Or in this way, is there a command that needs to be obeyed? Is there, as you read through that passage, is there something that God says to you, do this? Is there a passage in there that says, don't do this? Something that you're to do, something that you're not to do. And if it's something that you're not doing that you're supposed to do, something you are doing you're not supposed to do. However that works, I'm getting confused with myself. Somebody needs to make a change, right? 
Is there an example that I need to follow? Is there? When you read your Bible, do you ask yourself those kinds of questions? When you read your Bible, do you ask God those kinds of questions? When you read your Bible and you come upon something that you don't understand, do you ask the author, God, what do you mean in this passage? God, what do you mean that if a hearer of the Word looks in the mirror and reads his Bible quickly, it's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror? What do you mean, God, when it says that you observe myself, I go away and immediately forget what kind of man I am? God, what do you mean? Is the Spirit of God who is to be your teacher. He will teach you what He means. He knows what He means and He never gets confused. He knows what He means and He never contradicts Himself. Because of that, your Bible demands more than just a casual glance. Read it. Study it. Ponder it. Meditate on it. Live it out. And soon you'll love it as well. Number two. Not only does the Bible demand more than a casual glance, the Bible deserves a continual gaze. It deserves a continual gaze. And you see that word in verse number 25. It says, but... He who looks into the perfect law of liberty, that's your Bible, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. The Bible deserves your continual gaze to continue in that passage and study that passage and let that passage study you. Not only what does it mean, but what do I do with it? Once I know what it means, what do I do? God says the person who reads that Word, the person who continues in that Word, the person who reads it, the person who heeds it, the person who obeys, is the person who will be blessed. Imagine, if you're reading through the commandments that are in the Scriptures, And you begin to do what God says to do. Don't you think then that He'll keep His promises to bless you? Don't you think so? When you find those promises of God, and you hold on to those, and that becomes hope for you, both for today and in these days to come, don't you think that God's going to honor His Word by fulfilling that hope, by fulfilling that promise? And allowing you to see that He can indeed be trusted. It is through your Bible that God blesses you. This is a great verse. Jot this one down. Revelation chapter 1 and verse number 3. The Bible says, Whoever reads these words and obeys them, he will be blessed. He'll be blessed. God blesses those who read and who follow in their Bible. So he says, continue in it. Continue in this passage. Continue in this work that he's called you to do. What you'll find in your Bible 
is His story. You'll find God's story there. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. When there was nothing, there was God. He created all things. He set all things in motion. He created the laws of the universe. He sustains everything, every single day. His story from the beginning, it's His story all the way to the end. Your Bible is the perfect revelation of who God is. You would have no capacity to know the full attributes of God without a Bible. You might be able to speculate. You may be able to see His creation and come to the conclusion that if there is a creation, then there must be a Creator. But you don't know if He is good or if He is evil. You look at the circumstances of your own life. You don't know whether they are chaotic or whether they are in order. But you read your Bible and you'll discover that He indeed has the whole world in the palm of His hand. He is leading it in a continual motion, in a continual direction that leads right to the consummation of His own glory. Everything in your Bible is absolutely true and can be counted on. So continue in it. This is His story. His story is not over when you give your heart to Jesus. His story continues. His story continues in you. His story continues as, he's, as, as the whole world comes to its conclusion. This is His story. And it's worth reading. Pastor Tim wants to thank you for joining us here today on Britt David Podcast. He would also love to hear from you. He would also love to share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BrittDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.